Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Shotgun, Blanchard, one back set, rolls right, pressure coming, throws, Middleton, go, go, To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left, that one's pretty well hit, Hall on the run, that ball is gone! Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. Welcome back, Cocky Nation and FCS Fans Nation, to another episode of Cocky Nation Podcast. Cody, what are you doing? Oh, hey, what's up? Um, I'm writing writing a thank you letter. To? Um, Our new coach. Who's that? Uh, Have you not heard? It's the new coach from Louisiana Monroe, Rich Rodriguez, like oh, um, what I did hear something about that. What rhymes with greatness? I don't know. It's not. It's a hard word. It is a very hard word. Well, like I said, guys, welcome back to another episode of Cocky Nation uh, podcast. My name is Brandon Owens, and I am joined by my co-host Cody Hooks. How you doing, Cody? I know, I know, we're it, both of us are oh coming to the God. end of the semester. It, it's it's so exhausting. Um, we we start finals soon, and same chocolate helps so much. Chocolate is the best thing that God has ever invented. Um, coffee is uh, better, just a little bit. Oh my God! I haven't even had. The entire week of Thanksgiving break, I had coffee every single morning. Haven't had that luxury since I've been back to JSU. It's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to the gym so that way I I can write my thesis proposal. It's due Monday, and I have a final on Monday. I'm, I'm just stressed. Just just a little bit. Just a little sounds, bit. Sounds like you took an L. I wouldn't say I have taken an L yet. I still well, got to write it and submit it. Well, speaking of L's, uh, to go ahead and get ourselves started, um, we do want to wrap up our football season with a couple things. Um, obviously, if you haven't noticed, uh, we did lose our last game, and unfortunately, we are not in the playoffs. Um, it's sad. I think it's a sad day for most Gamecock fans because – it's not an experience that we get to have um, on a regular, um, but it just makes December and January just uh, just a little bit sadder. Um, for JSU, lost, not, not for, for JSU. people like you and me. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, we did lose to Eastern Kentucky. It was into two overtimes. Uh, they won 39 to 31. Um, but, hey, it was honestly a really good game. Uh, we, we had some some hiccups here and there, but I think overall the game itself was, you know, if, if we at least were going to go out, it, it was a better way to go out the way that we did. You know? Yes, it's a better way to go out, but it's 
so heartbreaking, especially when literally all the bubble teams lost and got out of the bubble. If mm-hmm. we had won, we would have been on the bubble. Yeah. That's and, the most frustrating thing. Yeah, and it's hard, you know. But, you know, I will say that that weekend was actually a lot of fun Um um, so, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a lot of the JSU game. However, that was the weekend that I was in Orlando, Florida at Camping World Stadium watching uh, two HBCU teams go up against each other. How did that and, go, by the way? Like, I, oh, I meant to ask you, and I haven't asked you yet. Oh, my God. Like, Brandon, let me tell you. It was literally a whole experience. So, um, you know... There is just something different when we're talking about HBCU schools. You know, they not only can hold up against their own as far as football, but I'm talking like culture-wise. Culture-wise, it is such an amazing experience. You know, uh, my director that I work with, uh, he um, he's from Bethune-Cookman, so he has a lot of that, you know, background in that area. Um, on top of that, you know, watching the bands play against each other was was a, such an amazing time. Uh, not only that, we also had, um, what do you call it? Uh, the game atmosphere was amazing. The FAMU fans and the Bethune-Cookman fans were just like off the charts. The whole place was amazing. Like there was 50,000 people. And I did share a little bit about my experience on uh, the FCS Fan Nation. And to just reiterate the fact that this, these programs, not only these programs, but HBCU schools, uh, to, to just share the amazement of who they are. Look at the comments underneath my post where you have like people like uh, Amos, uh, you had Justin, uh, you had... Uh, I, I apologize if I mispronounce your name, uh, Satiria. And, uh, you know, we were just talking back and forth about some of the most amazing things that happened during that game. Um, part Partially, I really didn't want to go inside the game. Now, I know that sounds weird, but let me tell you the reason why is because the tailgate, the tailgate, was like See, I want to experience the HBCU tailgate was so hype, so many good food smells everywhere. So grammar English are hard. I know. <laughs> um, the food smells were amazing. Like just it. Oh my god, it was just such a fun time. And honestly, I can't wait to do it again. I'm really hoping to be able to go back again next season. Um, and next year, because I'll tell you one thing, HBCUs, they do it right. So that is my shout out to all the HBCU programs in the FCS fan nation, because you guys are great and your, your programs are great. Your people are great. And thank you for, thank you for welcoming me, you know, as somebody that's never been a part of it, you guys were very, very inviting, very open. And it was a lot of fun to enjoy. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that that game. I was obviously focused on JSU's game. Um, so back to what you said about JSU's game, like had a few hiccups here and there. We really didn't. 
it's literally what I thought it was going to be. It was going to be back and forth, evenly matched uh, teams. I did not expect it to go into overtime, though. That no. that was surprising. Um, you mean but, like the four overtimes in the Iron Bowl? No, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. I was there, and it was great. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just glad uh, this season's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of going into next season, we have very very high hopes because we hired the amazing <laughs> college football world known Rich Rodriguez. Now, for those of you that don't know who Rich Rodriguez is, and if you don't, you probably have been living under a rock your entire life. Mm-hmm. He is the former football coach at West at West Virginia, Michigan, and Arizona. He took Arizona to four bowl games in his five years there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost took West Virginia to a national championship uh, got left out because it was the same year that there was a lot. Like if you were ranked number two, you were pretty much destined to get upset. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that whole scenario, 2007 or 2008, whichever one it was, that was a crazy year for college football. Um, but anyways, uh, he almost took them to a national championship. So great hire. Mm-hmm. I think it is a fantastic hire. I actually went to the um, introduction of Rich Rodriguez as our coach. Um, so, yeah, I actually have a video for uh, from from that. So, enjoy. This is a great day for me. I am so honored and humbled to be your next head football coach. You've had great success here in the past. Coach Gross had great success. You have good players. You've always had good players. You have a great environment. I'm anxious to watch our band, all 498 members, to do that. And I know football and athletics is important. So, yeah, he actually mentioned the band. Like, I was I was very happy. Yeah, that, that's, that's my head coach right there. That's my head coach. And we love him. We love him. Sorry. Yes. We we still love you, Gross. We hope you're doing the best, but we we, we love this guy. We need we, to tell we, – if, if somebody can get okay, the message. I hate, I hate trying to point on this. I know. As, it's, as y'all could see. see that's, the, that's why I'm going like I this. I can't do there that because if I point that way towards <laughs> him, it's the opposite way. So I have to do that, and it still doesn't look like I'm pointing towards him. Also, somebody needs to uh, put a bug in his ear and tell him either, A, he needs to listen to this podcast – or B, he actually um, has his own podcast. He runs can, it with his daughter. Can can uh can can we have him as a uh, as a as a guest speaker? Maybe, please. Maybe like, going into the season, I would love to. Uh, Rich Rodriguez, if you're listening to this, we would love to have you next season or close to next season or any time that you're free. Like you just seem like a really nice guy. I didn't, I haven't met you personally, um, but I did watch the interview, and like I have such great high hopes and you know some people would argue oh you know you you don't need to do that oh you don't need to do that but let me tell you when when again as an Alabama fan when you've lived through you know the years before Saban the dark years that we never shall speak of yeah Shula Francione uh, the whole nine yards (laughs) and then somebody like Saban shows up you're like wow 
And see, and that's my mentality with uh, with Rod is the fact that he has experience. He doesn't necessarily just have experience. He has experience on an FBS level. And that is exactly what we needed because going into the FBS, we can't go in thinking it's going to be like the FCS because it's not. There's a lot of well. things. Different. Well, okay. There's a lot of things similar and a lot of things different. There's so, some changes that might be happening soon. So it yes, might not be so then, different. Yes. However, the fact of the matter is, is that we needed somebody that can guide us towards that future. And if the future is bright, then it's, I believe it's going to be him at least for a while. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but it's not just going to be him. You know, there's a lot of rumors right now about who's going to join his coaching staff. Yeah. And I actually have that video too. With that, again, I'm honored. This is a great humbling experience for me. Uh, I am excited. I know our staff is going to be excited to be here. My family's excited. Uh, I think my wife's going to actually be looking at houses tomorrow morning. And so we're tickled to death to be part of your community. And I really thank you for welcoming myself and my family and our new coaches when they get here as well to Jacksonville State University. Yeah, so before he, in his little speech that he did, when he got to coaches, he, uh, when specifically talking about his staff and everything, he said, there will be some names that you recognize on, on my coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Now, for JSU fans, that could, be, that could mean two things. That could mean he's keeping some current JSU coaches, which I hope not. There's a few that I would like to keep, but Lord, I hope not. <laughs> the other one is bringing big name coaches in. Some rumors that we've heard over the past few few days is Major Applewhite. He is currently mm -hmm. at South Alabama. He's not the uh, he is the offensive coordinator. I think so. I think he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and then um, Kevin Sumlin, mm -hmm. uh, former Texas A&M uh, football head football coach, and then Kevin Steele, who is currently the defensive coordinator at LSU. I believe. If mm -hmm. I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. But, I mean, bringing those names in here, not to mention he was telling everybody jokingly, but I, I could tell at the same time he was kind of being serious. His son just graduated with his graduate degree from La Monroe, um, possibly getting into coaching. Uh, so was the starting quarterback. So he on it, if, especially if Major Applewhite does come here, and ends up being the offensive coordinator. If we have Rhett on coaching staff as the quarterbacks coach, mm -hmm. we already have two quarterbacks, yeah. former quarterbacks, on our coaching staff. His dad and Major Applewhite, who played quarterback at Texas. Yeah, and see what what so I'm Rhett, Rhett could about. easily learn from both of them mm -hmm. and get and prepare himself and develop as a coach to go somewhere else if he chose to go somewhere else. And you see what's also really good about this is the fact that this was Zarek Cooper's last year. And so we are starting basically not fresh because obviously our backup quarterbacks have played some. Mm -hmm. Yes. However, it's starting fresh with a new starting quarterback with a new quarterback coach and a new head coach which allows them to 
create that bond with each other while also learning from newer eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm excited to see which Caldwell to me personally I think Caldwell should have been the in my opinion should have been the starting. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But I think Caldwell is going to obviously more than likely be our starter unless something happens. We're not. Well, Zion Webb's coming back next what. year. Zion Webb is coming back next year. Um, but depending on how it looks, I mean, do you go with somebody that does have the experience or somebody that looks better? I mean, it really just ends up becoming a, you know, a, a question of debate, which obviously once we get closer to that new season next year, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I mean, overall, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Bro, I, think it's I, was, be great. I was, I was ready to skip basketball season and be like, let's just go straight to the 2022 football season. Yeah. We ain't and doing speak- a spring season this year. And speaking of which, speaking of next season, Coach Rod did say, we do have our schedule set. I looked at it last night, meaning he looked at it Monday night, because he, he's been here almost all week. Mm-hmm. So he looked at it his first night here in Jacksonville, and he he seemed very excited. So, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, seven games that we know of, because mm-hmm. most likely we're probably going to play a, a sun, an A-Sun football schedule. Yeah. So we'll have Central Arkansas, EKU, Kennesaw, UNA, Austin mm-hmm. P on our schedule. But we also have Murray State and Tulsa on our schedule. So we only need we're gonna probably play twelve games next year. So we gotta find five other games to fill. UTC? Please, Please no. Well I mean in Jayville. In Jayville. I would prefer it to be at Chattanooga because in 2023, that's when we're supposed to go to Chattanooga. So that's going to have to swap regardless. Yeah. I'd rather play in, in the Ville. That's just me personally. Uh, but When was the I, last time we lost in, in Chattanooga? Still, I'm not worried if we play in Chattanooga. Yeah, but that's further I got to travel, and I don't want to have to travel that far. I'm picky. But... Overall, I think it's going to be a really good season. Again, uh, Coach Rodriguez, if you're listening to this, we were ready. We're excited. We're ready to have you be in Jacksonville, fully on top of things, ready to get this new season started. I'm ready to see the schedule be released in January. That's also true. Well, with that being said, y'all, we're going to leave our football season behind. We'll still talk a little bit about football because obviously as things um, get released and as things get released, we might talk a little bit here and there about like the playoffs <laughs> that we're not in. Um, but regardless, uh, we're going to start taking a step away from football material and we're going to start leaning a little bit more closer to our basketball season, which in the last couple weeks, uh, we did have several games. Uh, our game against ACU was canceled. Uh, we did play a couple games after that. Uh, we had a 78-70 loss to Valpo. Uh, we won against Drexel 72-64. And then we had a win against Elon uh, 93-81. to 
one. And I yeah, think yeah, yeah, you quick jab at EKU. You see how we are getting it done against CAA teams? You couldn't even finish it against James Madison. We're getting the job done against eight uh, CAA teams. Uh, there you go, Brandon, the one that likes to throw people under the bus. Well, you know, all those games are really good. Let's try to focus. I mean, if, if you're cool with it, let's, I mean, let's focus on the most recent one, which would have been that Elon game that we played. Um, I thought we looked good. I, th- I thought we looked real good in my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to watch the game, but seeing all the stats and everything, I, I just have one stat to look at. Gibbs had 40 points. Mm-hmm. 40 points in a game. He almost tied the school record for single game points. Yeah. Like, that... good lord. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous what how these and we've talked about it before. 12 from three. Yeah. Um both him and uh Adams looked really good too. Um of course, you know, he didn't get as many points, but regardless of points, I mean, when you're playing guard, it really is one of those positions that is pivotal on the court. And I think overall, like we, we constantly keep saying it. The fact of the matter is, is that this is a experienced season team. This mm-hmm. is somebody that knows how to play the game. They know how to play with each other and they know who they're facing. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that we're going to win every game. I mean, again, it, it just happens. However, it gives us more of an upper advantage to have people like Gibbs, like Finch, like Hoffman that can move into this position of, hey, we know exactly what we have to do. Yeah, and going forward through the rest of our non-conference schedule, um, which we'll get into in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm fairly excited. I, there's a few tough matchups, but I think we can actually hang in there with them. Oh, yeah. Um, just real quick. Uh, because ACU had to withdraw from that tournament in uh, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. uh, what it must have been to be in the Bahamas during Thanksgiving when it was freezing cold here. I um, know. Anyways, after they pulled out, they had to readjust the schedule. So Valpo was originally playing Coastal Carolina, and so they gave Coastal Carolina a first-round bye and moved us to play ba- uh, Valpo. Um, obviously we lost, uh, we, uh, then moved into the loser's bracket, um, actually had a round by, I I don't know how, how better, uh, how else better to explain it, but, um, we had to wait for another game to finish to see who we were going to play in the fifth place game. So we actually took fifth place in, in this tournament. No, which, you know, not what we wanted, but at the same time, you know, hey, we're holding out at the end of the day. And I think it just speaks volumes, the fact that we still held our own against Valpo, um, which Valpo's is not a bad team either. Mm -mm. Um, And so the fact that we kept it as close as we did, you know, helped us out a lot. But 
it is still something that is a learning experience for our guys mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, you know, hey, we didn't win this game. Why didn't we win this game? What did they do that we can do better to defend against later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm as mo- moving forward. I-, I think that we are going to learn from our mistakes in these games. Right. Um, sadly, I didn't get to watch any of these games because Thanksgiving break was hectic for me. <laughs> um, and most of these games were happening when I was working. So I was only getting like score updates. So moving forward, though, our next game I will actually be at, uh, which is this Saturday. Um, Against South Alabama, all of these games that you're seeing scroll across the bottom are they're all going to be on ESPN Plus or SEC Network mm-hmm. uh, Plus because I believe the Alabama one will either be on SEC Network or SEC Plus. Yeah. Um, so next game is this Saturday um, versus South Alabama. Um, like I said, I will be going to that one. And then December 8th, we travel to VCU. December 13th, we host Division Three opponent LaGrange College. Uh, December 15th, we host future conference member Florida International. Mm-hmm. December 18th, we travel to T-Town to take on the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Uh, December 21st, we travel to Little Rock, who is a rumored future conference member, non-football conference member. Um, December 28th, we host uh, Carver College. Uh, and December 30th, we host NAIA Middle Georgia State. Uh, January 4th, we s- jump into conference uh, play uh, with our first one being at home against uh, Bellarmine. And then the January 8th, we travel to Tuna. Tuna! So, looking, well, I'm looking at this schedule. I mean, you have South Alabama, VCU, Florida International, Alabama, Little Rock. Uh, and then jumping into A-Sun play, which, in my opinion, is probably the one of the best mid-major basketball conferences. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of these games are really going to be good opponents. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how we play against LaGrange College, uh, FIU, and Alabama because I think those are, like, more of those prominent names that you think of as far as, like, you know, in basketball forms. Um uh, especially because Alabama has been recently doing really well on the basketball uh, on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Um, They're ranked that, currently. Yeah, and God, what what a day would it be if we won that game? What a day it would be. I don't know who I would go for. That's the problem. You um, best be going for Jacksonville State. Shh, it's fine. Um, so I think that's going to be really good. Um, and of course, you know as. As JSU fans, we always want to uh, destroy uh, a couple lions uh, every once in a while. Absolutely. And and so that's obviously some really good games that are going to be coming up. Uh, Some of the biggest things that I just want to see is a little bit tighter as far as we get into defense. Uh, When we're playing on the defense side, I really want to see us play a little bit more coverage um, uh, trying to – you know, 
keep it out of the hands of the opponent uh, opposing teams. And so I don't think there's really much else I can say other than that, because I think we're really doing well as far as the offense goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I couldn't complain about that. Um, And I think our team is strong. They know exactly what they got to do. We just got to put some, put some trust in them basically. I will say there are times where our offense does look a little flustered. Um, and it, it, it varies from possession to possession. Right. Like one possession, they will uh, take it down the court and just shove it down the other team's throat and score and maybe do it the next possession. But there's now, other times where they have like a good like five possessions in a row where they don't score anything, and they just they're 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 like sitting ducks. They don't know what they're doing. So is it arguably just like because it's hard to pinpoint why? I mean, the biggest the, the first thing that obviously we would think to to look at is communication. You know, hey, are we communicating what? the what we're doing in this moment so that we can actually score or is it arguably something a little bit more like hey somebody's just taking it upon themselves to just be able to look what i can do and then start getting fr- uh flustered or frustrated on that accord i think it's more the second one where it's like somebody tries to take it upon themselves but honestly, I haven't really seen a whole lot of that this this year. I've seen some, but not not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, something that our one of our former co-hosts, Eric Jeter, shout out to you. One of the things he always uh, referred to going into basketball season was, "Who is our guy?" This year, there is not the guy. Mm-hmm. There, there just isn't. They all play very well together. As far as like why I think they get first, I honestly think it's just they have JSU has a game plan for like a few possessions, and the opposing team just catches on and just stops them. Hmm. I think that's that's more of that issue than it being a JSU issue. Well, maybe we can try to, hopefully the goal I would assume is that that's really the case, hypothetically speaking, because we, we don't know. We're not in the minds of the players or the coaches. Um, but if that really is the case, hopefully we can take this opportunity to say, okay, either A, we need to expand our, uh, our, our playbook so that way, you know, if a team starts reading what we're doing, we could put a stop to it by mm-hmm. changing it up or being a little bit more f- uh, flexible when changing the game play mm-hmm. overall, because if you're trying to do, it's, it's almost like, well, what school was it? Uh, football. There was, there was some college recently that all they would do, all they would do is just run the ball up the middle or over to the left. And I'm like, Alabama. What? Yeah, it might have been Alabama, honestly. <laughs> but regardless, it's the fact of the matter is it's like eventually they're going to read it and then you're going to get stopped and then here you are and you're like, oh, what's going on? And, and then you just have a problem. So you have to be flexible. You have to be able to change up the gameplay as much as possible because 
especially with a game such like basketball, a sport like basketball, where it's so high intense, uh, super fast, like you're constantly moving up and down, uh, down the field and, or sorry, down the court. I got football on the brain. Uh, you're moving up and down the court. And then here you are in the, in the circumstance, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, our, our defense, I do not see issues at all. I just, just none right now. Just, just absolutely none. Just, just (laughs) try to hold off a little bit better. That's uh, I mean, hold off, you know, play stronger defense just a little bit because obviously we don't want it to be such a close game, which obviously basketball is one of those games anyways, where it does get so hard. It's but, so hard to have a blowout win. I mean, it happens. It does happen, but it's very hard. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Maybe be a little bit more tight when they're on on defense. Be a little bit more aggressive, physical. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's literally it for the defense. Our our defense looks phenomenal this year, and yeah. with being in the A Sun. Uh, about to play teams like Bellarmine, who finished top of the conference last year, uh, UNA, who went the, to the championship game last year, uh, Liberty, um, Dunk City. I'm so happy I can actually say that now. Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City. Like those kinds of teams, we're going to need a little bit more aggression. Mm-hmm. And we have some, but we're going to need a little bit more physicality, aggression on defense to actually put those games away. Right. Well, it's going to be fun. I, I think it's been good. Um, and so I think with that being said, guys, thank you as always. Um, thank you for listening. And of course, if you haven't already, you need to follow us on all of our uh, social chains, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can follow Brandon specifically on Twitter. The, 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 that There you go. Um, you can follow uh, him on Twitter. If not, follow our chains for Cocky Nation. Uh, it's Cocky underscore Nation on Instagram and on Twitter. But if you're looking at us on Facebook, it's Cocky Nation, a JSU podcast. Um we're going to try to keep you guys updated as much as possible. And of course, if you're not already listening to other uh, podcast individuals for the SCS fan nation, please go listen to them, especially right now. They're in a pivotal time. A lot of these teams playing in the playoffs. And so a lot of, you know, ups and changes. There's a lot of rumors right now about there being some upsets uh, this weekend for a lot of these playoff games. So just, just be on the lookout. Even though I picked the Grizz, I got to root on my new FCS team. Go Eagles. Go Eags. Go Eastern Washington. Please I, beat those pesky Grizzlies. I haven't picked yet. Tyler, did I do that correctly? Uh, I haven't I haven't picked yet, so I can't I can't make, make an executive decision on that. But I will tell you one thing. Uh, now and forever, it is going to be go Gamecocks. And fear the beak. Fear the beak. Well, this is awkward.